now listening to Kendra After Dark. Hey, what's up? My name is Kendra, and first, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in with me tonight and welcome you to the Kendra After Dark podcast. I'm going to be talking a bunch of different types of topics. I'm a mom, so of course I'll have the motherly input and the maybe not so motherly input depending on the topics. I also am, you know, a medical patient here in Arizona, so each episode I'm going to be going to a dispensary so that I can give you an honest review of whatever it is that I tried, where you can get it, how much it is, and you know, things like that. So today I am going to go ahead and be trying the Sir Newton's Original Black Cherry Craft Soda, which is 10 milligrams, and I picked it up right here at the Prime Leaf in Tucson, Arizona. It's right near Speedway and Columbus, and it happens to be somewhere I frequent, so you'll probably hear about them a lot on the show. I will go ahead and let you know this soda is something I get pretty frequently. I do suffer from chronic back pain and, you know, so it's definitely something I know will kind of relax me ahead of time, but I'm going to go ahead and try it out, feel its full effects. And at the end of this episode, I'll go ahead and let you know exactly what I think about it, a full review of the product. But in the meantime, I figured since this is the introduction episode, the best way for you to really get to know who I am or what I have to bring to the show is by letting you go ahead and listen to some others and, you know, the the questions they have to ask me. So, you know, here you go. I hope you enjoy. And again, thanks so much. This is Kendra After Dark. So when did you first smoke weed? Like what was your initial experience or encounter with it the first time that I decided to smoke weed the whole situation altogether sucked because I was with my cousin and I would say we were probably pretty sure I was in middle school already so I think I was like 10 11 or 12 that young huh is that that's I don't I mean is that considered young I don't know that's just the first time I ever did it so I'm probably older than I was probably like 12 and um The first time I smoked with her, the whole reason we were together or even why we were alone was because my grandpa was in the hospital. Okay. And so all of our family went to go see him. And we were, so we were old enough to be left alone back then. So I'm thinking probably like 12. I don't, I don't think I was 13 yet. How'd you have access to it? Very different ways. (laughs) Just, just different ways. Uh, I guess friends and stuff that had it. But, uh, we... So I decided with my cousin, like, okay, we're going to try to smoke weed and see how it is. No, I was older than that. I was in high school. That's you know a, how that, I know? That makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, you know how I know? Because I just thought about the car that we went out and smoked in, and it was mine. The first car I ever got was a Cadillac DeVille. Never drove that shit or anything. I don't even know what that looks like. Okay. It's a big white boat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the guy gave it to me was like, oh, yeah, you'll be able to fix that up. So I was probably 14 or 15. Okay. Now that I think about it. So like eighth grade freshman-ish type? Definitely freshman. Freshman, okay. sophomore. Um, but we went out and sat in the Cadillac, and that's what I remember, uh, and <laughs> used a can to smoke my first bowl. You have to break it down because I don't, I don't smoke, so like a soda can, like a... <laughs> like a, I think it was a soda can. Just like a, like a regular, either beer can or soda can. Okay. And then just kind of bent it in half a little bit. And you put a little hole where the bend is. Okay. And then you put some weed on top of it. And you light it. And you hit it 
in the mouth hole part. Oh. You understand? Yep. Doesn't okay, it, does so. that get hot when you hold it? No. No, because no, it's like in the middle and your hand is still at the bottom. Okay. So then me and my cousin definitely both smoked. And uh, it was funny because it, it took a while and I didn't think I got high. And then all of a sudden, like in my head, everything was fucking funny. Really? It didn't matter. Inside, I was so mad at myself for laughing. I was like having a war with myself. So like, you should example. shut the fuck up. Give me an example of something that you find. It was, no, I was just laughing. It didn't matter. Anything that was ha- I couldn't stop laughing. I was stuck in a laugh. And while I'm stuck laughing, my cousin was stuck in, oh my God, I'm going to tell our parents. Oh no, so oh she's my like God. the paranoid one. Yeah, fucking freaking out. Oh. And I was sitting there going, you better not fucking tell our parents. I'll beat your ass. All while laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the funniest shit ever. It was terrible. And it took me like two hours to convince her like, okay, we shouldn't, you know, calm down. So did <laughs> Please that, don't tell them. Did that kill your high? Since you had to like kind of balance I definitely, that out? I didn't get high at all ever again until I was 20. Okay. Because I was like, fuck that first time. Really? Sucked. So yeah. even though you had the good experience, you didn't get high with just It sucked. Else? It wasn't a good experience. It was like totally feeling myself not being able to control me. Okay. Like so, the, the laughing and the... Exactly. Okay. And it wasn't like then I was smoking because I was in pain and trying to like, you know, counteract some of that. Or I definitely wasn't anxious and shit then. I'm all, but now when I smoke it, like mellows me out. Definitely different than then. So when you were in high school, did you hang out with a lot of people that got high? Yeah. I hung out with people that got high all of my life. I chilled with, I used to sit in a room with people that got high and never smoked until I was 20. Okay. So... Why 20? What happened at 20? Uh, I moved out on my own. And honestly, what it was is I had a friend named Deanna. And Deanna got me to smoke. She used to come over all the time. And I used to smoke the hookah with her. Okay. And she taught me to blow O's and stuff. And she was like, Kendra, why don't you smoke? And I was like, uh, because it made me feel stupid the first time I did it. <laughs> and uh, she was like, you should try it. It will probably be totally different. And I was like, I don't know. But so I tried it. And I hit a bong when I smoked with her and I definitely kind of got the same feeling of like kind of super giggly and shit the first time I got high again okay but not it was I was able to control it and then I just got super hungry so it was like is there a difference between a bong and pipe yeah yeah a bong has water in it so you (laughs) a bong that's the biggest difference is that a bong has water is in it. Is it just easier on your lungs or what? Like what's the point I about? like a bong, but you you can take a bigger hit basically out of a bong, I feel. Okay. And then in a pipe is just you load it in there and you hit it kind of like a can. Okay. So, you know, and the bong it all the wa- all the smoke goes into the water. You pull the bowl, it, the smoke comes up. I don't know, it's very different different experience I guess so what led you to getting your medical card uh, because I I have chronic back pain I've had back issues since I was like 16 and I also have PTSD and I've had I was diagnosed with PTSD last year but she said I've probably had it since I was like 12 so I don't know maybe something I should have been using for a while I guess but basically the back pain Because I can get edibles and 
usually totally relax myself because otherwise I have a problem going to sleep because my back is just always hurting. So your passion for education and pro-weed is because you feel like that would be a better solution other than pills? Oh yeah, definitely. And then I even know a friend who has serious back problems and she was anti-marijuana and I was like, you should really try it. And she went and got like the pills and the CBD oil and stuff like that and was able to get herself completely off of taking pills. Wow. And I definitely, I used to have an issue with taking pills when I shouldn't when I was younger. Okay. For a little bit. And so like if I can stay away from that, I definitely want to. So have you encountered like any issues when it comes to employment because you have your card? Drug no. tests or anything? Drug tests? There's always stuff you can do for drug tests. And then now that the law is a little different, like I know it's not entirely legal federally, but if you look at a lot of workplace laws, it says that you're not allowed to have illegal drugs. Oh. And so if I have a prescription, that doesn't make it an illegal drug. Okay. You see what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. kind of, there's leeway depending on where you are, but not a bunch of people who smoke weed will tell you that if they were asked to drug test at a job, they could smoke and still go and pass it. Because there's synthetic piss out there and shit that you can buy. <laughs> you know, I've heard of that, and I kind of want that job because uh, maybe you get extra money. <laughs> Do you get any backlash from, like, your kids' parents, friends, anything like that? Not. Not too much. I don't know. I don't... There's some people that I assume automatically think that I smoke. I don't... I don't say I don't outright be like hey I smoke weed unless like I've known you for a while and I'm inviting your kid over or something like that I'll definitely let you know but it's not like I'm gonna smoke in front of your kid either like right you know what I mean just in case it comes up or in case my kid tells you or because my kid has been friends with your kid for years and it's time for you to know (laughs) you know what I mean but I haven't really had any issue with that that I know of and well of course it you know, there could be people that are like, nah. Always changes. <laughs> so how did you approach this with your daughters? Because they know, right? Yeah. Uh, medicine. We just talk about everything as being medicine. So that's how they know it. That's how they're used to talking about it. Everything. Okay. So we're going to shift it a little bit. And I want to hear one of your most embarrassing stories. Long, short, doesn't matter. Oh, God. I don't The most embarrassing um, Any age. I know I can't even think of, like, an embarrassing moment right now, though. Okay, I have oh, I, tons of them, so I don't know how you don't have... I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I definitely was at my friend when I was younger, her house, and she was a gymnast. And I used to chill at her house all the time, and she had a brother, and she had a cousin that used to hang out all the time, too. And I would say the most embarrassed I ever felt in my life was when I was, like, trying to do some trick maybe a cartwheel or some shit and in the middle of it I like farted oh <laughs> all okay. loud that's pretty I'm well that's pretty embarrassing I and I remember be... feeling that embarrassing moment as a kid being like oh I like that boy and he just heard that and that's uh <laughs> that would be embarrassing for me now <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm in my 30s I'm all yeah I'm all I only sleep when I'm I mean I only fart when I'm sleeping <laughs> and that's fine because I'm sleeping <laughs> any other time it's not all right do you have um a fun drunk story I have all kinds of fun drunk stories. I definitely have a time that I 
Oh, I wasn't, I might've been smoking. Maybe that's part of why I was laughing, but I was so wasted when we decided to go get Mexican food at like two in the morning that while we were in there getting all our salsa and stuff for the whole, the whole meal, mm -hmm. we were just laughing our asses off too. I have a bunch of pictures from that night too. And you can tell we're wasted <laughs> like just, and there's like, my friend ordering a carne asada burrito turned into us making uh, Wookiee noises okay. from Star Wars. Got it. Like Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm also... So what place is open at 2 a.m.? Are we talking like Los Betos or like that taco place that's 24 hours? I think by? it was the taco shop. It's okay. not open anymore. It used to be right there on 22nd in Walmart. Oh. Next to what used to be Pearson's. I'm all, I don't even know what's over there anymore. By the puppy place. Okay. That building that used to be Lucky Wishbone yeah, forever. And then now it's always something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> but at one point it was a little Mexican food place. Oh, that was a long time ago. It definitely. It was a, a mall. I was like 21 maybe when that happened or 20. So. so would you consider yourself a party girl? I used to be a party girl. I got pregnant when I was 23 with um Emory though so that kind of cut that out and then I when I got back into kind of partying a little bit I had met a boyfriend and got into a serious relationship and then that cut all of that out so and then I had another baby and now here I am right so I don't really party no. so back in the day would you have considered yourself a good wingman like out with the girls and you would help hook them up or were you the whole antisocial? I'm just going to sit here and drink by myself. Um, I hung out with one girl and I hung out with a bunch of guys and I was a really good wingman for a bunch of guys. I want to know a wingman story for a guy then. Cause that's different. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, mm. there's so many people that I've just been like, Hey, this is my friend. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I can't think of like a specific really good wingman story because I don't I don't know there's just so many back in the day so I know you mentioned earlier that you're going through a divorce and I think it's awesome that you don't trash talk the situation for your girl's sake and just to avoid being toxic so behind the scenes though how how are you handling that how's everything going this year is a lot better than last year and mostly just because at the beginning it was like such a shock for me or not even, it wasn't even a shock for me, I guess, because I actually knew for a while or I had a suspicion for a while before I found out for sure. So it wasn't so much a shock for me as like a finally dealing with it. And then I definitely went through a phase of like, what did I do to cause this? And then realizing like how toxic my own relationship with myself had become at that point or how that makes little sense. of a relationship I right. had with myself. So realizing all of that really made it, I, I broke down, like obviously very men, like mentally my thoughts were kind of fucking everywhere and I definitely wanted to be alone for a long time and right in the middle of the chaos. Yeah. Right in the middle of the chaos, I was kind of like, okay, well let me, let me try some stuff out for a while. And I did try, I tried things out for a while and it didn't work. And what really made everything fucking come full circle for me was I got in a car accident. I do remember that. And a bus hit me head on and totaled my car. And like, I got out luckily with like barely, I had bruises and bumps and that was it. And it could have been way worse, but that was like my last final 
thing that I felt like was mine was that car. Okay. And so when I lost my car, I felt like I had literally lost everything to like that Like that point. was your rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, damn, I just had this marriage that obviously I wasn't good at and, you know, a bunch of different things were going through my mind. Yeah. I mean, I can see how that would put you in a, a negative state. It got me more in tune with, though, trying to be positive and learning and reading about people who, you know, have a lot more positivity in what they do for that. And so that's kind of what I go by now. Like, I've told you I like to listen to books. Mm -hmm. And I always look for, like, different, you know, life skills or communication skills or just things like that that I can listen to and learn that I wouldn't have have ever done before. And now that especially because I can listen to all these books and not have to read them, I read a lot more. (laughs) So your past experiences, does that allow you to try and think more positive instead of giving into the negative and letting it continue to spiral? Yeah, because I feel like I learned a lot from the bad experiences too. Because especially when I realized like how, I don't know, basically I'm a people pleaser. I like to do a lot for people. And I got so much to the point where I was just doing for people. I wasn't doing anything for myself. And so when I really realized that, I definitely realized, like, I never want to be in that position again. You know what I mean? So it's something that I I constantly think about now, whereas before it was just I kind of let myself go. And at least now in the back of my mind, I'm always like, okay, well, don't forget Kendra. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So. Yes, you certainly have to keep time for yourself. So I want to know what it was like when you found out you were going to be a mom at 23 like where were you at in life were you oh bro <laughs> where that I was so okay so a couple different things I was working at a call center and at that time I had a pretty steady fuck buddy and that's, okay that's all he was um I got really drunk oh, I used to go I was a party girl I right? used to go out and one of the nights that I decided to take someone home I went home with them I guess so whatever and then that just turned into like a well that was cool let's do are you what are you doing you know what I mean so it just continued on for a while but when I was working at this call center um I got into a training class and uh for like six weeks the training it was a really long training and I don't know like halfway through or I don't know two weeks into it I started smelling fucking armpits. You don't understand. <laughs> All everywhere. I started well, smelling armpits. Well, sometimes it's a armpits. small training room and... It was a big training room and oh. I smell armpits. <laughs> and that should have been my first thing. I didn't even Was that like on a hot summer it. day too? So it's I was. bad? No, it was like not even hot summer day really then. I think I got pregnant in October or November. Oh, okay. So I smell arm- armpits. <laughs> um, but in my training class, I also met this guy that I started talking to. And so I had pretty much stopped talking to my solid fuck buddy Mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm kind of interested in this guy or whatever. And it was crazy because he, me and that guy, we talked for like all through that training the last two weeks. So for about four weeks, we talked last two weeks of training. He and I decided to go out on the weekend And so I went out with him. We went, we got really drunk 
and I went and stayed at his house, and it was the first time we ever hung out. That's brave. And I woke up the next fucking morning puking. Could not stop. Terrible. And I did used to drink a lot, and so I definitely (laughs) was like, nah, this is weird. So you just brushed it off? No. You couldn't brush it off? No, no, no. I knew it was weird. I never used to throw up when I drank. I could be hungover as fuck, and I didn't throw up. So I was like, okay, well, what's going on? And so then I had to wake up, dude, and be like, I'm really sorry. You're going to have to take me home. (laughs) Like, and we didn't have training. Training started at 3. So this is like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, hey, can you take me home? And I go home, and I'm throwing up the whole fucking time. And I call my, um, I went and bought a pregnancy test. And I go back home. My dad calls me, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm really sick. And he goes, and he goes, you're, you're pregnant. And I was like, well, thanks dad. I'm, I'm in the middle of taking a test right now. Can I call you back? And he was like, okay. And literally I hung up the phone and I put my little pee on the little thing. Cause I was and like instant going pee and instantly it said I was pregnant. Damn. And then I called my dad back and was like, can I please come over? <laughs> <laughs> and I went over there and my mom and dad were there and I was, and my dad's all you're pregnant. And I was like, I am pregnant. And I knew I was like, God damn it, dude. And then how awkward is that to be like, hey, boyfriend? Right. <laughs> this has been real great, but, you know. You know how I short. told you, like, I was definitely talking to someone else when we first started talking and then we started getting kind of more serious? I am fucking pregnant. And the crazy thing is, is that everybody was telling me that for weeks in really? that training. And I was like, nah, I'm sick. But that guy my dad, dismissed Because my dad got sick, too. Every time I was around my dad... And I felt nauseous. He would too. So I thought we had like a cold some or some shit. Or... Yeah, no, my dad just got sick all throughout pregnancy with me. So that was cool. <laughs> and when I found out I was pregnant with my second daughter, it wasn't a total shock, but I was on birth control. Really? Yeah. I was on birth control the first time now, too. Now, okay, define birth control. Like you didn't miss a pill or you're like, no, just okay, take it the, next day. The first time I was on the pill. And I used a condom. And the condom broke during sex. And some fucking reason that pill didn't work no either. No way. Yes. With Addison, I was on Depo. That's I was the on shot the shot. Your... Really? And I got pregnant because they put me on some pills that the side effects yeah. cancel out my you didn't know that? birth like control. Antibiotics I wasn't on else? antibiotics. I was on, like, for head okay. shit. Really? Mm-hmm. And wow. so, yeah, I had no idea that that was something that we needed to even fucking worry about. And so that, you know, my little shot baby came to me. <laughs> so I was, like, surprised, but it wasn't nearly as bad. I was in a pretty serious relationship, so I don't know. So what makes the father not be around for the first child? Just because it was a fuck boy? As soon as I told him I was pregnant, he told me I ruined his life, and he moved to Texas. Oh. Yep. And when my daughter was born, I reached out to his mom. I was like, hey, do you know Corey? Um, my name is Kendra. If you if your son lived in Tucson, let you know, let me know. And um, she oh, wrote so me back. Oh, you just guessing. You know, she wrote me back. I was pretty sure it was her because I found her name in an obituary. Oh. Okay. Because around the same time I got pregnant, his brother died. Yikes. And so... I found all that stuff. I found her. I wrote her. And it was funny because this chick really wrote me back and was like... Um, okay, I'm reading here that you're saying my son is the father of your baby, but I see you're in another relationship. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Dudes like me. Like, 
I'm sorry I'm in a relationship <laughs> and pregnant, but yes, your sorry, your yeah, dude sorry. knocked me up. And bounced. Um, but she goes, um, but my son says he doesn't know you. Oh. So I just sent her a picture of him and I together and said, is this your son? I said, because if so, that is the father of my baby. And she wrote me back and said, thank you for the picture. Let us know when the baby is born and we'll take tests or whatever. My kid will be eight this year. Really? Yeah. But it wasn't always just about the test. It was just about letting them know. I sent pictures when she turned one year. I sent pictures and said, hey, just so you know, here's Emery. I've been trying to get a hold of you the last year. This will be the last time I contact you. Okay. Was it through email, Facebook? Like Facebook. She read my message, everything. She didn't respond. Wow. So. It just baffles me that, like, nobody would want to know It's so funny. Yeah, because, and I'm all, and your mind. son, your son's like, oh, I don't know her. And I send you a picture. So clearly, this right. dude is a liar. Right. And your only response is like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because my kid has had a ancestry DNA test done. Uh-huh. And she's like, wicked, wicked Irish. And so, even if he tried to deny it she's linked to his family already that's funny on and that, at least you know it works though right yeah i'm uh that yeah that shit's crazy Did- I, i've learned about uh my grandpa had a sister he never knew about and that was legit, put up though? for it's adoption legit? it's legit um i also because of that that's how we found my mom's real dad my mom never knew my mom was put well, up for adoption I yeah, that might be a good idea. <laughs> for, you know, my little situation. <laughs> no, yeah, because for real, um, the whole way that that was found is when Emery took the test, she came up as a relative for these people. And the only way that they could be a relative for these people is through my mom. Okay. Because my dad didn't come up as a relative for them. Got it. And I haven't taken the test, but my sister did. So okay. my sister and Emery came up. And then we were like, weird. So then my mom took it. And then my mom was like, close relatives. So we ended up getting, and that's a whole weird story too, because we know my mom's real mom. Okay. And her story was a little different than what actually happened. Always is. You know what I mean? Which is understandable. And basically what I ended up having, because I'm the one who wrote her and was like, hey, I want to let you know, like my kid did a DNA test and some people are writing us now telling us that they believe my mom is their sister. So do you know so-and-so? And And at first she said no. And then she ended up calling me back the next day and you could tell she was just all broken down and stuff Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, actually I do. And kind of told me the situation and sure as hell, my mom's dad is living in Tombstone. We haven't met him or anything yet, but so crazy. That, that is a bit much. So back to the, the baby dad, did the mom not wonder why he suddenly, like, moved back to Texas from Tucson? She thought he was moving back to Texas because her older son had died. So she oh. thought he was moving back to come see her. Okay. Got it. All, really, all ridiculous. So what what motivates you to, like, make Kendra time for this podcast, for running your girls to soccer, for juggling a relationship now, work? Like, what, what motivates you to maintain um, all that? Mostly to keep a easy mind. Like, the podcast is a big deal to me because of former projects. Like, I really learned I love talking to people. I always wanted to be on the radio mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And, you know, that didn't happen. Or <laughs> I, I didn't even try to be on the radio, but I used to think it was cool. And so now being able to kind of do the same thing without actually being on the radio, that's really awesome. 
And my kids ask me about it all the time. Really? So even now, like, they're excited for me. They can be excited with anything else. I couldn't really go into details with them about. They were still like, oh, so you're doing your show or, you know, whatever. And just happy about it. So really just being able to be like, here's what I can do and what I do do as a person, um, as a mom, so that my kids can see it. That's probably the biggest motivation. Right. So they can learn that they can acquire their tools use their voice and passion and start their own project. Yeah, and when you want to do something, you can do it. So what direction do you see this podcast going? Like, what is your overall goal for it? I I want to get more people in touch with the fact that we all go through a lot of this, the same or similar situations. And maybe like you and I, like, we don't have the exact same issues but we talk about stuff and you're like, oh, this has happened to me before too. You know what I mean? And I think a lot more people are worried about being open or honest about stuff because they're worried about how they're going to be looked at by others. When in reality, a lot of those same people have gone through it and you could, it could be a bonding moment where right. you're like, if you, you know, allow yourself to exactly. experience it that way. But most people, it becomes something that you like hold inside. You could be like having issues with having sex with your partner and be afraid to talk to them about it and it could never get resolved whereas they're they're afraid to talk about it too so if both of you were talking about it it would be a lot easier so I just want to like connect I want to get everybody on the same page that we all go through a bunch of bullshit and to like not really have it be a stigma whatever the situation is so just to bring this all to a close what advice would you give somebody who is trying to start their own podcast reach out to your friends I think the biggest thing that helped me well first of all I was already so I I may be the wrong person to ask because I was already (laughs) involved in a project before this right and I think that honestly gave me the upper hand because I had somebody come to me directly and be like hey I think you need to do a podcast and here's an invite I have a whole thing I will get you set up and that was, that's how I got onto all the platforms a lot easier. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that was hard, harder for others, I think. And it is harder even when I look it up to like how to submit things and stuff. But I definitely think like reaching out, out like friends being like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Do you know anybody that can help me with this? Or, um, you know, just saying, Hey, this, this is what I want to do. Can you help me with this? I think it's it's best to, to bring your ideas to somebody who is not you. See what they think about it, too. Because if others are like, yeah, that's a good idea, then it's definitely something you should follow up on. And it gives you more of a reason to be like, oh, yeah. You know, it gives you, you're like, oh, you like my idea? And it gives you an extra little push where it's going to be like, ah. But I also think it's important to, like, go on social media, hashtag podcast, take a look at what everybody else is doing, and listen to them. Yes, there are many, many styles of podcasts. Some you think that would fail and not be successful actually have, like, a really big following. Yeah, case, because so. people are like, I really like that shit. Yes. You know what I mean? So I listen to them. Listen to the different ways that people present stuff. Listen to the different ways that people talk. It's also, if you're wanting to start your own podcast, a good place to start is with those people that run the podcast. Because you can get them interested in what you're doing. You can reach out and be like, hey... You know, it's a networking. Right. That's that's the best thing. So I hope you got to learn a lot about me or at least some. 
enough to bring you back next week when we will be talking about what kind of standards we have when it comes to relationships, whether it be intimate or even family relationships. So I definitely hope you tune in again to Kendra After Dark. And I just got to say, honestly, this Newton Soda is one of my favorite products. And like I said, this is the 10 milligrams. They actually even have a higher percentage or a higher dosage that's available. But I honestly have only ever gotten the 10 milligrams and it completely relaxes me. No pain in my back. And I just feel like now I want to like chill out, watch some TV in my night, relax, go to sleep. Something that generally would be kind of hard for me because typically my back is all stiff. It's hurting. My nerve pain is there. You know, so it's really nice to be able to sit down, drink this soda, and, you know, after, honestly, I started feeling the effects of this within 10 minutes. So, you know, 10 minutes later to have, like, some pain relief, that's really awesome. This is a product I will definitely be buying again. I did get it at the Prime Leaf. I know it's available other places. Again, it's Newton's Original Craft Soda, and there's all different kinds of flavors. I got the black cherry. That's my favorite. Black cherry is freaking awesome. So thanks so much. Go to www.kendraafterdark.com. Make sure to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in and you have a great night. Well, Kendra, it's been real fun. Can't wait to listen to your podcast. I mean, it has been gonna, real fun. You're gonna use um, music to fade in and fade out anyway, right? Probably. So I, don't need to do I that probably will, but I recorded you saying that anyway. So. <laughs>